Acts 28, 17 to 31. Paul preaches at Rome under guard. Three days after Paul's arrival, he called together the local Jewish leaders. He said to them, Brothers, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Roman government, even though I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our ancestors. The Romans tried me and wanted to release me because they found no cause for the death sentence. But when the Jewish leaders protested the decision, I felt it necessary to appeal to Caesar, even though I had no desire to press charges against my own people. I asked you to come here today so we could get acquainted and so I could explain to you that I am bound with this chain because I believe that the hope of Israel, Messiah, has already come. They replied, we have had no letters from Judea or reports against you from anyone who has come here. But we want to hear what you believe, for the only thing we know about this movement is that it is denounced everywhere. So a time was set, and on that day a large number of people came to Paul's lodging. He explained and testified about the kingdom of God and tried to persuade them about Jesus from the scriptures. Using the law of Moses and the books of the prophets, he spoke to them from morning until evening. Some were persuaded by the things he said, but others did not believe. And after they had argued back and forth among themselves, they left with this final word from Paul. The Holy Spirit was right when he said to your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet, Go and say to this people, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. So. I want you to know that this salvation from God has also been offered to the Gentiles and they will accept it. For the next two years, Paul lived in Rome at his own expense. He welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ and no one tried to stop him. Amen. Amen. Thank you, David. May God's name be blessed through the public reading of his words. 
through uh, the last two church uh, meetings, we've been thinking a little bit about the idea where, where God is leading us as a church and that notion of come and see and go and tell. And because this was an opportunity for us to covenant together to remind ourselves of the promises uh, of what God has, uh, has given us, but also to remind ourselves of our commitment to him and to his mission, it's a good opportunity to come to this uh, Bible passage. I love Paul, I love the book of Acts, and I love how the way the book of Acts finishes. Um, we refer to it the Acts of the Apostles, but actually it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing how it begins with the Holy Spirit and it finishes with the Holy Spirit, really. And it's interesting how um, Paul comes to this place of going to visit Rome. We, we don't have time to look at the, the, the whole background of the, 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 why Paul ended where he ended, but it's not accidental. God wanted him to go to Rome. And if it wasn't for him to be appealing uh, as Roman citizens for Caesar, he would have not been in Rome. He would have been released by now. And this is not the time when he actually he's executed because his execution happens later on when he's arrested again in Rome and stuff like that. But this is just to give you a little bit of background. But he is in Rome. He's committed to preach the gospel now to the Gentiles. And arriving in Rome, he happens to meet a group of Jewish people who he's not in good books with because he's a trader. He's a traitor to them. He's, he's, and in one sense, Paul has got this courage to go and talk to them about what has happened to him. If you looked at um, chapters 26 and previously, Paul is not going to hold back to share the testimony of how he has come to know Christ. So in one sense, he is inviting them to come and see what God has done for him and his life. And I love how Paul talks to the Jewish people about hope. A message that we all need to hear today, actually. And I think we keep coming back to this message of hope because in one sense, we have been entrusted with hope. But what is so interesting about Paul's hope is that it's not just a concept, it's not just an idea, it's not just wishful, wishful thinking. Hope is a person. Hope is a person. If we were to read what he's preaching to them, and in verse 20 he says, I'm bound with this chains, I'm in prison, because I believe that the hope of Israel, the Messiah, has already come. Hope has come. And because hope has come, the invitation is, how are you going to respond to that hope? Are you going to embrace this Messiah? Or are you going to deny it? 
And Paul has not got a problem with where people stand with the hope. I think he's heartbroken that people are not embracing the hope because as we read here is that some people really believed. They began to believe what the hope message that Paul was sharing and some people didn't. And he was fine with that, but he, has, he was not going to pull back from preaching, from sharing, from proclaiming that hope that he had found in the person of Jesus Christ. Come and see, come and meet with the resurrected Christ. I have experienced it firsthand. Paul himself has experienced it firsthand from being a terrorist now to a preacher of the gospel to the Gentiles. The irony of God's plan and economy. Hope is a person. Hope is a person for us, Church of Jesus Christ, in the 21st century. Do we believe him today that he is our hope? Do we proclaim him today that he is our hope in the midst of so much hopelessness? But Paul does not stop there. He, he, he carries on with the Holy Spirit and the Word. I, I love Apostle Paul because he does not, he does not hold back to, 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 to share with the church in, uh, well, in Rome and with the people there that actually these things are not here by surprise. The promises that God has said in the past will be fulfilled. So not only hope is a person, but this person that is come to us keeps the promises. And just in case you as people of Israel in your spiritual dullness had forgotten about the promise of the Messiah, well, let me remind you, says Paul, Some believed and some didn't. But he did not hold back by declaring God's words to them. He did not hold back by allowing the Holy Spirit to be affirming God's words. As I said in the beginning, the book of Acts starts with the Holy Spirit and finishes with the Holy Spirit. Because every single word that the Spirit of God has given us as a promise will be fulfilled. Hope is a person. And this person is Lord and King. Because Luke cannot hold back to tell us that as much as he's very in his heart to talk about the kingdom of God, Paul is very passionate about the kingdom of God. With Christ the Lord and Christ the King, where actually this, this, this is so much needed with the people that they're listening to this message, because they have replaced their relationship with God with rules and regulations to comfort their conscience, to, 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 to smooth the way that they feel about where they stand with God, their spiritual dullness, it's, it's replaced their living relationship with God. 
And Paul says, this is the state where you are, the Jews in Rome. And I think it's a good reminder for us as a church that we do not become in that place of taking for granted our relationship with God. That we make sure that in our spiritual checkups, that we have not replaced our relationship with God with other things. It's a wake-up call for us to be staying alert. And Paul doesn't hold back in saying that. He goes to Rome, he talks about hope, he preaches hope, he believes that this hope is a person, and some believed and some didn't. Some responded and some rejected. And yet, the Holy Spirit continues to proclaim the good news of Jesus. I love how verse 28 to 31 finishes, but it's, it's mainly verse 30. It's a very strange way to finish a book, but I think that's where Luke wants us to be. I mean, that's where the Holy Spirit wants us to be because the Holy Spirit has inspired Luke. For the next two years, Paul lived into his own rented house. He welcomed all those who visited him, proclaiming the kingdom of God with all boldness and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. And no one tried to stop him. It's amazing how the gospel, the good news, the proclamation of God's kingdom does not stop with human beings. It does not, is not restricted with our own capacity because the kingdom of God is unstoppable, as I said on Wednesday at the church meeting. And yet, People like Paul and through the centuries and yourselves here, we continue to welcome all. We continue to proclaim the kingdom of God with all boldness and teaching. I think it's important, church, that as we've committed and reminded ourselves of our commitment to God and to his kingdom, that we, we remind ourselves of what we've been entrusted with. And we don't hold back declaring God's kingdom. We don't hold back proclaiming that Jesus is the only hope. We don't hold back teaching one another the lessons and the teachings of Jesus. Because in one sense, what's happening here and what is happening with us is that we're continuing to passing on that baton from generation of generation to going to the whole world and making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything that I've taught you, says the Lord Jesus. So our hope is in person of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have been entrusted with the gospel. We've been entrusted with its proclamation and its teaching. Let's not lose sight 
of these great privileges. Let's not lose sight of these great amazing things that we have been entrusted with. And let's be able to share them as we go to our families, as we go to our workplace, as we go to our studies, as we go to our week, as we go wherever God leads us this week. Hope is a person. That person is our Lord and King. And through the power of his Spirit, we will be equipped to proclaim this salvation, to proclaim this kingdom of Jesus. Are you up for it? Let's pray together. Lord, we want to experience that hope in our lives this morning. We want to experience you, Lord Jesus, afresh. To bring us to that place so we are able to share with others so they can see and we don't hold back for any opportunity to speak of the hope that is in us. So, through your spirit today, would you refresh that hope? So, as we welcome people, as we proclaim your kingdom, as we teach the teachings of the Lord Jesus, that we are able to go and tell to others of what you have done in our lives. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Continue to mold us, to equip us, to refresh us, to allow us to experience the hope so we can go and tell others. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.